What's going on, people? It's your boy Omid here, and we're on the second floor. We are here to discuss how to thrive, how to survive, and how to keep the good vibes in your life and business. Uh, this is a special episode with my man, Ivan. Ivan is a founder, a co-founder of La Connectionnel, and he does many things around the community of Edmonton, and we're going to get right into it. Ivan, man, thank you for coming, man. Thank you for having me, bro. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Um, so let's get right into your story. Uh, who are you? For the for the nine people that don't know who yeah. you are, I know you're around doing a lot of things. Um, for the for the people that don't know who you are, yeah. maybe give them a little brief. Okay, uh, my name is Ivan. Actually, I say Ivan, but uh, Yvon. for the for the for the, English, for the people so that don't know how to say it, for the people that know how to say it is Ivan. That's all I get. Um, but yeah, like, um, well, I'm still a student uh, at the U of A right now. I'm yeah. studying in environmental sciences and conservation, but I'm also one of the co-found, uh, the from, uh, founding members of La Conexiona, which uh, stands for La Connection Afro-Latina. So what we do is that uh, we, we're trying to create this space. We're trying to be the herb for like everything that's African, Caribbean, and Latin American here in Edmonton. Yeah. Hopefully in Alberta, hopefully in Canada. Who knows how, how far we go? But uh, yeah, we really focus on like, we want to organize events for our people, about people build capacity, but also invite other communities to join us, but in the respect of that space that we've created for ourselves, right? Right. Um, so it's not like uh, an exclusive space where it's like no white people, no brown people, yeah. or like no yeah. South Asians, none yeah. of that. No. It's really just like this space is first of all for us, but then we want other people to come vibe with us at those rhythms and in that own space, right? And uh, so, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Uh, what else do I do? I'm super passionate about sustainability. Uh, I'm in environmental sciences, and I'm also with dance instructors at teachers. So I do uh, Afrobeats. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. So La Connection L is your thing, yeah. and you have, a, you have a group of people that you work with as well that do it. So um, is, do you more focus on... Um, just events is that yeah. is right now is that what you guys do or are you guys br- branching off to anything else or right now is it just mainly focused on events bringing people kind of showcasing your culture yeah. and the culture right yeah uh that's a really good question uh right now definitely we focus on a lot of events yeah uh we're branching out to a lot of other things hopefully soon um the strategy that we've been i, I don't know if i should say this but like the strategy that we've been using so far is that um our events we really like We've noticed that there was a lack of uh, interaction and participation of like younger people from our communities in uh, everything that the community is involved with. So you mm-hmm. have like festivals like the Latin Festival, the African Festival, the Caribbean, even the Kerry West Festival. Like Kerry West is a bit different. You have a lot more younger people that are involved in it. Yeah. But for the Latin and African one, it wasn't the same. So for us right now, uh, doing the events, the parties, the art shows, the comedy shows, so we for us to like, first of all, get known by the community that we're trying to like reach out to. We want to reach out to this community, but we really focus on that younger blood. So like right. the youth, that, that's that's who we are, right? Yeah. And that's who we want to appeal to more. So mm. the event is a great way for us to like, yo, let's get party, but let's get party in this uh, space that we've created where you're gonna listen to Afrobeats, Latin music, and all that, right? Mm. And then, possibly, we've been branching out. One thing, like, for example, the comedy show that was something totally different that we did because uh, it wasn't just for the youth, it was also for the older club. But we're trying to really like get out of that space where we just always partying, but also mm. bring people because the comedy show was uh, something, it was um, 
it was a two type of event. The community show was a, uh, a mixer for a black youth conference that was actually happening the weekend after. Yeah. And it was also, uh, we also had some poetry and like some work shit in there, right? Mm. So we progressively like branching out to other things that are gonna like create these spaces where we can also educate, like learn together, build knowledge, build capacity, mm-hmm. network and all that. Mm-hmm. For the coming year, 2019, we have like, a bunch of pretty cool stuff that we're planning on, yeah. including networking events and like uh, financial workshops for like the youth. Oh, dope. we're gonna be okay. working. Uh, we uh, we've been talking to Yes, which is um, the Youth Empowerment Service Center, I believe. Okay. And we want to start working with the Black youth there to like really, we we'll just provide dance classes for at first, just yeah. to, like connect with them and build that trust, that relationship, yeah. and then hopefully later we also like you know getting to see how we can help the community, but also the ones that don't even that we don't even know are there right so uh but yeah yeah so you're essentially like i know because i've been to a couple of your events um it's not just partying i feel like when you go there a lot of people it's a good way to bait students to come and have a good time because that's what they're all about right in university (laughs) you're about partying and stuff but then when you go there i mean for me personally just i'm speaking off experience but when you go there um you get a rush of like just a different culture and a different oh, vibe it's not like yeah. it's not like I've, I've been to different events but it's not like the same and it's yeah. really good because you get a sense of you you get a sense of different cultures you get a sense of different people it's not the same people that kind of come out to different uh, the same events yeah. um and you're also having a good time you're teaching people and also exposing them to the culture so yeah man yeah. um and and that's the thing that's that's the other thing with it it's like um again again same party is even weird sometimes because i like seeing uh which is like like a French West African word for like party but like a party that includes more food more dance more culture to it yeah so like um, with our parties really the only thing is that we want to teach people what not only like this party means but what this music means what this culture is from why our people are always so joyful and so happy like yeah. again like you say is that like you come to the party but it's not just like a party it's just like yeah it's not like the other elemental party where you need to drink to like yeah. get there like yes. most of our parties honestly you get there you might not even have time to go get a drink because right. the music the vibe the party is just so you don't even have time to take your phone out. Sometimes yeah. like, I struggle with that because for for like connection now, we need to like market our mm. parties and what we do, right? So during our nights, I'm supposed to be out there taking snacks and I'm always with my phone out. Yeah. But our parties, I yeah. struggle because yeah. I'm like, yo, I I don't have time Yeah, because it's not just like a, yeah, it's not just like a, you go there to drink to and, drink, then, and yeah. then you have to drink to get to, to get, get a good lit, vibe. But it's like, you yeah. all, the good vibe is there, but then yeah. that maybe you drink because you already have you know, all those good vibes mm. and like, so it's just like it's spiritual, man. Like yeah. I mean, for me, yeah. like when I actually like when we do these parties and when we teach people, when we expose people to those new things, yeah, it's like it's a different thing, man. It's a different mm. vibe. And again, like the big thing for us is that we want to come because we know a lot of other like promoters and other like people that organize parties in Edmonton, and mm. like we really want to be different in the sense yeah. where. We come in like, yo, we want to show you the culture from the people that own the culture. Yeah. Because like yeah. a lot of these clubs, they have the Latinas and all that. But but they don't know. There's no connection. There's no actual real connection. No it's just doing it because what's hot right now. What's hot right now, yeah, right? Yeah, You're going to yeah. get the Latin people in. They're going to pay you money and then boom, boom, boom. It's all boom. business. But like, yeah. this is like, it's more than that. Yeah. It's like, we're trying to like, really like, yo, we're going to show you what, yeah. you know, how this feels for real, for real. And you, you know what you I know? really love too about that is, you also showcase other artists and people around the city 
of a different culture. And there's a lot of gems in Edmonton, people that are doing super artistic things, super good things. And then I see you incorporate and help these local artists and people get that exposure. Yeah. Too. So, yeah. It's, like it's dope, yeah, man. it's dope. Like, yeah. and things like that, it's actually, it's crazy because like, a lot of times, like, you know, like recently, I don't know, um, I don't know if you know Munira, she, um, she's, um, well, she's been for, like, she's been literally supporting us since we started. Yeah. And uh, recently she started her own business and um, she, uh, she basically, it's called La Collection Dira, La, Co- La Collection Dira. And it, it's basically a line of uh, stainless steel water bottle with like inspirational words, right? Mm. So she started her business and then like, she asked us to perform because she was like, yo, I've been seeing you doing this thing and I love yeah. you guys. And we performed and then just like, she just, she felt so grateful to us that like, you mm. know, we had this thing and that we helped her, that we were there for her. But it's yeah. like, and I'm just like, yo, this is amazing because it's like, you know, I'm just like, I'm just doing this because I'm like, yo, yeah. there's so many talents that we have, but like, yeah. it's not out there. Yeah. But for her, it was like, oh shit, like, you know, this, like, this is crazy, like, yeah. you know, this is super cool, and I yeah. really thank you all for that, and I'm like, thanks, that's super chill, but yeah. like, you know, it's yeah. like, sometimes you don't realize how, how much, and like, again, even with like, like, when it's not the people, the only artists that we partner with, yeah. it led us to so many other like, greater collaboration, and it's mm. like, I think it's like, yeah. doing the same thing for some of these artists, where like, yeah. we partner with one artist, and they bring a friend, but that friend also ends up like, having something and having something that we need in our team and uh, then it needs to a next collab and then so like it's been yeah. like it's kind amazing. of almost like a domino effect it's a domino like, effect it's like you yeah. don't lose anything by collaborating with them and yeah. then, but most of the time you both gain something because yeah. you like cross connect and like there's like 100%. so many cool things that happen that way before we get into yeah. more of the lack connection all stuff how did okay so First of all, like, how did you get into dance? Number one, let's take it way back. Let's take yeah. it back when <laughs> Ivan was a young dude, yeah. like little I, little, little Evolve yeah. running around. How did how, uh, okay? How did you get into dance? Yeah. And why are you so uh, passionate about the culture, um, about your own culture, about about all of that? Like, how did that? Yeah. How did that come to fruition? And then how did that lead to? Like, yeah. So like, yeah. Um, okay, dance. Uh, Okay, dance has always been a... Uh, because I, I grew up, I moved here like, what, uh, 2012, so six years ago-ish. Uh, so dance, since I was a kid, it was always been like just part of like the everyday life thing. It's like part of your like, part like of family like, life? Family life. Oh, okay. Basically, it's because okay. like you will dance everywhere. Mm. Parties, even funerals, like everything. Oh, really? Yo, everything okay, is about okay. like funerals. People are, are crying, but they are dancing. It's like oh, wow. it's the okay. weirdest. It's but part like, of the culture. It's part of like literally people are crying, but they are dancing yeah. and they're doing all these moves. And what's what's your background? Um, from? I'm I'm from Cameroon, uh, Cameroon which is okay. um people say it's in well politically it's in Central Africa, but like geographically and when you see the resemblance to other cultures, it's more in yeah. the west side of Africa. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Cameroon, uh, I grew up there until I was, what, 16, yeah, 16, and I moved here. Yeah. Uh, so, like, since I was a kid, it's always been just, like, I, I wasn't a great dancer back home, honestly. Yeah. Like, I was an okay dancer, because everyone is so good. Like, I was just a regular, okay. I was yeah. a regular person. Really? Like, you I know? can't believe that now, because yeah. when, when I see you, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I was like an okay dancer. Yeah. So, when I moved here, um, I think it took, like, a, a year after I moved here, maybe two years, Yeah. I got involved with this uh, group called Sangea. Uh, so, it's a traditional 
West African drumming group, and um, it's a group. It's very like multicultural. They have people from Latin America there, Ghana, mm. Liberia, and even yeah. like Canadian, uh, white Canadians in the group. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's a very multicultural group. Um, and so I uh, I got involved with them because I met some people through. I went to a center high campus to upgrade my English because well my English was trash as fuck. <laughs> okay, I yeah. had no I had no English words. Yeah. So I went to center high campus. I met a couple of uh, people there, and then. I really got involved because uh, when I moved here, culture was just something that I was missing all the time. Like, mm. um, like again, my friends back home and all that, the parties back. At 14, 15, bro, we're going wild. Bro. Really? You, we don't party. Like, no pe- way. People don't know how to be. I swear, yo, really? I I was out at 4 or 5 a.m. And my mom yeah. knew. I just told her, yo, I'm at a friend. And like, she knows there's a party happening. So back in Cameroon. Yeah, right? back in Cameroon. Oh, <laughs> bro. <laughs> okay. Yo, I it's like, I, I yeah. honestly, I still, like, when I look back at the party that I had when I was 14, 15, yeah. I still, there's a lot, I can't. There's only maybe a couple nights in Edmonton that I've had that can like no match way. that can wow. actually like compete with that, like because I don't know, man. Party is like it's, it can get spiritual, and like when I was back home, it was spiritual, bro. Right, right, right. And like you know, here it, it hasn't been the same vibe. So yeah. like I was cut from that, but also just like you know, going to school and like once you get here, you know your mom is working, your brothers are working, it's kind of like everyone by himself, so mm. I was just kind of like there, right, with my little sister that I wasn't really like staying with all the time, so I'm going to school and I met this dude, they're like African, they have this group, I'm like, yo, you know what, I want something, you know, to make me feel like, you know, I can, like back home again, something right. that, you know, to connect me more, yeah. so I started dancing with them, so they trained me in like traditional West African dances, and like some of that was had like some Cameroonian components to it and all that. Mm. So basically, from like all that like amateur dance experience that I had, now they taught me like traditional. Like they actually taught me how to dance. So mm, I kind of like okay. piece that all together, and then like you know, I went from like no knowing how to move to having rhythm to like actually you know how to dance and all that. So how so, how many times how many times a week were you dancing? Oh, at this every point? week. It was like every, like every week. Day, I think or? no, not every day, but it was like every yeah. week. Like every Friday from like it was like three four hours of practice. We're oh, okay. dancing and playing drums. Oh, so okay. it was like so it was both. Yeah. We're both learning like the rhythms like of mm. the drums. Yeah. And also dancing to those drums, which is like super super important when you're like learning how to dance because like things like drums. Uh, the things that when you listen to like modern music, there's a lot of uh, instruments that are involved. Mm. So like things like drums are like the bass are things that are like, really really important for you to be able to like yourself and put yourself in the te- in the tempo of the music so when you learn how to hear the drums when you now you listen to modern music knowing that knowledge it's easier for you to detect the sound ah, that yeah. this is the bass this yeah. is the boom 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 like you know that and yeah. then it's not a struggle that. you can set that apart it's not a struggle yeah. anymore yeah. but when you don't sometimes when you don't learn the social sounds and you haven't trained in any other dance and then you just get into modern music you're like being able to detect that sound is hard and that makes it hard for you to even know how to move your body and where to place your memory so like there's a lot of there's a whole lot of science involved to it when you actually like 
yeah. go get into it yeah, right yeah. so but yeah let's not like it. uh but um so from there like um the drumming thing uh learning how to drum learning how to dance mm. and then like with my proud amateur experience of, like always being dancing at weddings watching videos on youtube or, yeah. like dancers. so you just kind of just took the passion and just yeah. kind of went just kind of went with it yeah. i think and i think a lot of people like to say that you know most africans are like you know they have that rhythm and i think it's I don't know if it's true. I I feel like it's a true stereotype. <laughs> Most yeah. Africans that I know yeah. like have the rhythm and i don't know why is that honestly i can't explain mm. but like most african have that rhythm and they, are, they know how to move to the music so i think it's just they can pick it up pretty easily they, pretty they easily. haven't done it before they haven't done it before oh, okay yeah, yeah. but um yeah. but i think it something comes from the fact that so many things have been inspired by the west african african genre so you find all these elements in hip-hop but vice versa is also like intertwined right right, right. so but yeah so like uh learning how to dance all of that uh back to the drumming thing and then after so when years, was this so two years so took- so this was in 20 uh 2014 let's say okay uh okay. so from so like in- let's say 2013 to 2015 i was with sangaya traditional okay. group yeah and towards end of 2015 i started like i started doing my own thing with another group called ayola so that was like a more yeah. like afrobeat modern dance group so we're doing like the really like street movement of afrobeat which is like um which is basically like um represents a lot of like um modern african dances to put it in quote in a, in a way so like i started dancing with them and we had our own group we were doing our own gigs and then school yeah. got more busy because yeah. from center high to university there's like a big like of you course. know <laughs> uh, there's a big switch there so things got busy i didn't sangaya was getting too intense for me so i kind of like quit the group i was there in and out until like probably like 2016 end of 2016 and one now So I I kept going with Ayola because it was more casual we were only yeah. performing we had performances and all that it was just more fun for me because uh I like traditional music but I've always had more penchant to the more like afrobeat which is the more like modern style of things because I grew up in that era of like Davido whiskey then like mm, yeah, you know yeah. all Gigi Arafa like all just okay. like really cool like West African music that incorporating both the So it's like it's kind of like traditional and modern kind and of modern fused uh okay, it's more yeah. these days though when you look at when you uh, listen to afrobeat it's more of more hip-hop and modern afro oh, okay so it's like it's getting less into the, it has less of the traditional now it still has some elements of it but it's more fused with like hip-hop dance hall um audio like influences rather than like the roots gotcha but again yeah. it's still it's rooted into that right to mm. a certain extent um so yeah so like i started with ayola so that's with ayola that's really when my you know my dance skills came true that's when i okay i learned a lot more uh everyone in the group had like really different skills um yeah. so one of the group members actually she's a match she's a hip-hop head actually yeah. so like my hip-hop was trash so i kind of like picked up some hip-hop from her which was useful omono was like a way better dancer than me he was also like hip-hop head but his afro was also like a different vibe he had like more of that niger vibe mm. uh, that i had and then you had libane which is like uh she's from to she's a uh, part togolese and part i don't want to mess this up part Ghanaian maybe but she's, <laughs> okay. she's togolese and yeah. so she had an other vibe of like that alphabet thing right. and i was from cameroon i had like a different vibe so it was like all of that came together we all learning from each other we all picking up like different stars oh, nice. that's where you go from like knowing just the west Cameroonian whatever vibe to like boom now yeah. I'm like you know I'm 
try i'm getting some of that niger vibe i'm learning the i'm learning some of the famous move yeah. i'm getting some togolese vibes i'm getting some hip-hop vibe and then when you piece that all together now learning all the afro styles or like afro based dance style is not that crazy anymore because you're getting experience into like touching into different things mm -hmm. so that's my dance journey it was it's been a long one and i'm still uh going into it and now i'm a teacher so how that happened was just like again um so wait hold on yeah. what happened to La, La so okay. where was that so, in between all of this, all of this. when did so, it like come in so when did it boom. become a thing when did it become a thing yeah. so boom first let's uh before i go into the instructor La Connexional comes before that yeah so boom i mean iola boom we're performing and all that we all at the university or whatnot um, so you're performing on university events university and stuff. events on the city the we campus, get both and all that yeah so yeah so that's happening and then um where did i meet where did i meet tarisai um i had this friend well tarisai is one of like my really good friends and i just other friend named isa and so um tarisai i met tarisai i don't know how i met tarisai but probably some through some dance event Tarisai is from uh, Zimbabwe and like uh, he told me he's the one that told me the Guara Guara which is like a famous like Afrobeat dance move right now it's like sweeping everything off uh, so he told me that dance so I just and I started hanging out we hanging out with Isa so how La Connexiona happens is that we literally just we meet Tarisai and Isa we just in the car um, I don't know where Isa is right now but me Tarisai and Isa yeah. we just in the car we talking we're like yo like how come we can never go to privé or like you know or the ranch or not the ranch how come we can never go to privé or alibi or exo or all these like clubs downtown and hear alphabets or latin music because mm. that's what we always listen to that's what we vibe with that's what you vibe so with. so we're yeah. like we just saying okay we're like yo you know what let's do an alphabets party and we're like no you know what let's do an afro latin party because yeah. like you know like these are like songs that we listen to every day and we literally fuck with that kind of song yeah. all the time yeah so that's happening we just literally just talking we're just kind of like joking right yeah and so but i'm like yo i like this idea this sounds dope yeah so i hit up patrick um so patrick um let's go back a little bit sure. behind so patrick i met patrick at the university of alberta during my first year and Patrick the first one that taught me salsa so he introduced me to like uh lat well, i would say latin dance uh for sure but like also introduced me to a lot more latin music that i didn't even know of before right. so introduced me to salsa bachata and all that so mm. from there we just kind of like became friends away we were never that close i would say but like we were like we were friends and he introduced me to all that music he brought me to on the rocks for the latin thursdays and all that so like you know like i was getting more and more of that taste of salsa music and how much it was yeah. related to like african music in general okay so because, there was uh you see a connection you saw yeah a connection there was a connection so gotcha. that idea of afro latin didn't come out of anywhere there was a, there's a connection this is like kizomba is from angola which is was colonized by portuguese so like um Kizomba is from Angola. There's a history, yeah, there's right? a history behind yeah. it. So Kizomba is Angolan and like a lot of like salsa, a lot of like Latin dances, not to say are like are like rooted and inspired by like uh, African rhythms and African dances, to be honest, because of the slave trade that happened. Brazil has the highest population of like the black diaspora in Latin America. It's mm. actually it's like it's crazy. But like all these like um so there's a lot of like history in between those things. Things like uh samba samba is yeah. like it's very it's very latin american don't get me wrong but samba the name kind of comes from samba 
Semba is from Angola again, which is like another style of dances. But Semba, when he moved to Latin America, from what I've re read or learned anyways, is that he evolved to something else because uh, the ecosystem of what these black people were going through there was different. So like the way they had to like celebrate the struggle or like maybe deal with the struggle was different. So the dance evolved with the context. So you went from like Semba to like Samba. Uh -huh. So there's like, and like, that's just like maybe one example. Again, probably need to look into this more, but like that's like some of the history that these two like um, genre or like music or like rhythm share together. So Patrick introduced me all of that. So we were friends and like, so when the idea of like, oh, I want an Afrobeat party, but I'm like, yo, I also love, we can't just have, you know, I know my Latin people, we always get lit together. Like, it wouldn't yeah. make sense to just do an Afrobeat party when we can just bring so much more people together, right? Yeah. And knowing all that stuff, so I'm like, yo, I'm going to hit up my, so in the car, I'm like, that we're just joking, and then I'm like, yo, I'm going to hit up Patrick. So I hit up Patrick, I'm like, yo, yeah. like, would you be down to the party at Privé? Like an Afro-Latin mm. party? Yeah. And he's like, hmm, maybe. Yeah. And then, <laughs> boom. And then says like, yo, I know GJ. And we're like, yo, perfect. And then, so Tarsa hits up his boy Eugene, which is the, the bangers. Yeah. So he hits up Eugene and he's like, yo. And like, we all, Eugene again was also like, you know, it was still starting. We we're all just like, you know, little people there and like, you know, trying to like put just something to together, out, right? Out thing. And yeah. then I know Gary Khan. I know Gary Khan is a photographer. I'm like, yo, I know a photographer too. We should document this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I hit up Gary Khan. So, yeah. so there's a group of four, like, and then also, no, Omono, Omono was part of Ayola. Yeah. So that's also where the connection comes in. I, Omono is part of Ayola, and Omono is an engineer, but he also does graphic design. Right. And we're like, yo, we need a poster for this shit. So I hit up Omono. So right. you have all these links. So this all comes from like dance, basically, because Ayola, um, I met Tarisa through dancing, and uh, so Tarisa and I became friends. We just in the car, sitting, we talking, chatting. Boom, the idea comes up, and he's like, yo, I know a DJ. Uh, Eugene and I'm like yo uh, I know Patrick he's a dancer too he can like bring that Latin crowd he can bring the Latin flavor to the party yeah. and then I'm like yo you should put up we should hit up a mono he can do the graphic design right. and I'm like yeah Gary Kong man Gary Kong's a photographer he's gonna he can do the photos right. so just all of us just like little group of friends we all have these skills yeah. separately but we never put it together and we, this yeah. was just like the thing so we yeah. went from the car and then so we go to preview they're like oh you know we can't give you the Fridays cause well we just coming out here, oh, we want to do an Afro-Latin party. How do they know they're going to make money? They don't know us. We are mm. nobodies. Yeah. So we need to pay to get the venue. I won't say how much. It was a lot. But, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but like, we, we took the leap of faith because we we're like, yo, this doesn't, it wasn't about the money at all. We're just like, we just want to be, we just want to go so to. Yeah. your first event yeah. with La Connectional, you guys paid for the venue at Privé. Yeah. Okay. We and how, the, how, how did it go? Your first like, event. It was amazing, bro. Like, so you had a good turnout. We, ha we had a good turnout. Yeah. We didn't make any money, but yeah. that wasn't the, like, probably we made 20 bucks each. <laughs> where okay, made so up. you made something. So, yeah, you made something. Made, made something. Right. But like, um, so like, first event was Privé, we paid the venue and all that. So, but it was really um, so there was no loss there there was no loss so it was no loss and that was that was the most beautiful thing because well we were we we just wanted to break even to be honest we just yeah. want we just yeah, want our money say. back yeah this is all we want but we wanted all we wanted really was to be able to be at preview or any other club downtown and like to a party there and the reason why we went to previous because tarisa was at preview at the time ah. so he had that connection There's so Although we were, yeah, there's a yeah. connection everywhere. Although yeah. we were nobodies, yeah. the fact that he had that connection there and that the club was able kind of like to trust him, they were like, okay, I will give you all a chance. So 
like truthfully preview were the ones that like gave us the chance to like prove we were even though mm. you know we still had to pay but you know they're a business so they need to you know yeah, of course they need to function and all that so we took the leap of faith and boom first party sold out place Word. was packed it was a Thursday how many, okay, how, how many how many tickets were you guys but trying we to didn't sell? Even sell we didn't sell tickets because okay. we didn't even know how it went so Word. we just put Word. the event we just put the poster out there okay. how many people we did ha- you want at the event we which is like 200 300 200 200 like, or 300 we wanted 200 that's like, a lot you know? of people bro yeah because we're like yo this yeah. is the party right yeah. white people should, should, should show up <laughs> <laughs> so we're like yeah. I mean when we started with Ubi's like yo if we get 100 people we get yeah. But like in the in our dreams, like yo, hopefully you know at least twenty people pull up to this shit because Privy is big. Privy is a yeah. funny place venue. Even though if you get a hundred people there, it looks dead. So you don't want to throw awful like a awful lighting party in in just for us six there, you know, <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, right? it's not just like you and your <laughs> yeah, friends. You right? actually want people to you come out. You want people yeah. to come out and stuff. So, yeah. but again, like the whole idea was that we it was just for us at the beginning because we're like yo we. No, we want this and we hope that other people want this. Yeah. That was the idea that there's so many other Africans and Latinos in cities, but yeah. all these clubs are always like, you know, like we want to create this like atmosphere together because it makes sense to bring this pe- these two communities together because there's a link. Like the music that we do dance to, the music that they dance to is so similar that mm. when you are an African and you hear Latin music, you're going to get it. You, 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 you want to yeah. get it. It's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, an yeah. issue, right? So like so it was like and again I knew Patrick and I we party we party together we had yeah. that connection I knew like yo if worst case scenario is that I'm gonna hold the Afro card down we are gonna hold the Afro card he's gonna hold the Latin card down so yeah, yeah, that yeah. it was like you know so we previous so we're like yo if we get a hundred people bless up you know yeah we just again we just really wanted to make our money back yeah because the venue the venue where we paid a thousand for the venue the venue okay. right yeah 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 uh, so we really just wanted to get a hundred people in because ten bucks each yeah boom, we make a hundred more a thousand but what we did though is that we made it free until eleven p.m. no I think ten p.m. We made so the door opened at nine and we made it free until ten PM because we are like, yo, we know well at that time it's like I know my Africans and my Latinos. They ain't gonna pay for shit if they don't know it's late. And we are just out here coming out with this party thing. Mm. So we need to advertise it so that people, mm. you know, we can get people in like as quickly as possible so that even if it's a hundred people, even if they all come in for free and we lose money, whatever. But we still need this party to be late because we're doing this. We want to like test the ecosystem, right? Right. right. You want it to be a success. Yeah, you want it to be a success. That was the first. That was the. That was the priority over the money or whatnot. Because right. we're ready to. As soon as we put that deposit down, we're ready to lose it. We're like, yo, this is gone. Let's yes. forget about yes. it, right? And especially with how many guys are in the in the group? Mm, there's so six of us. Yeah. So yeah. six. I mean, with the thousand you know? bucks, it's not really. It's not really. It's not lot, like a right? huge investment. It's not a huge if it was one person like you, that would be like, oh man. And like, I was a student too. You know, and, well, and again, yeah. we're also at that time, so it wasn't a six of us that thousand wasn't a huge investment at all because it was like you know, like, but the thing is, it was still scary for us because, like, man, like, I don't want to lose this 200 bucks still. <laughs> I'm a student, yeah. I did this shit, right? Yeah, yeah, but it was uh, it was really like we believed in it. We we're like, yo, yeah. this this would be late because, like, we know our people are late. so. You said, you said, yeah. what 300 people showed up, no, like. It was 400 packs. Wow. Like, the, the place was sold out and people kept going in and out. So, like, easily 450 people. Wow. Out. The place was crowded. Now, man. was that mostly... Yeah. Was that mostly the crowd that you guys were advertising Yeah. That, that was basically through? Africans and Latinos. Wow. And that was, like... And that, that, was, that was the craziest thing. Because wow. I was, like... 
is there for for the Africans and Latinos in Edmonton? <laughs> that like, we, who are these people? Yo, there's so many people I have never seen before, and yeah. like you know, like sometimes when you're part of a minority, it's like you almost feel like you know everyone sometimes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just, like, Especially small if it's a small, right? small community. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's so many people that I had never seen before that came true, and I was like, holy shit! Yeah, like this is a lot of Africans and Latinos. Yeah. Like, bruh. So they, that basically yeah. gave that first event gave you the assurance of like we got to we got to take this to the we, next we, level. We can take this to the next level. Right. We can do this. And uh, so, yeah, that was just like, yo, this is crazy. Like, we we can do this. Like, this was, and it was fun. Like, again, it was like that whole idea of like, that music you never hear at those clubs that you always go to. Because don't get me wrong, there's like, uh, there's a Latin club. There's a Latin club in Edmonton. It's Azuka, is in the north side. There's uh, there's also Vida. It's currently closed now. There's, but there's no Afrobeats club in Edmonton currently. There used to be one. It was called an E-Bar, but it closed like maybe 20, 2013, 2014, yeah, right. something like that. I, one day, I wasn't even, I wasn't legal. <laughs> but, I, but like, yeah, so there was yeah. like, um, so there was the, like, there was no Afrobeats club. There was like two Latin clubs kind of thing. Yeah. But there was like no Afro, like Afrobeats club in Edmonton. You had like this, maybe like a couple of lounges that had like African music, but it wasn't a club. So our whole thing was that, yo, like, how come this... How come I know there's so many Africans in Edmonton and there's no Afrobeats club functioning? Like, I mm. want to party, want to come to the party and hear my African songs that right. I'm listening to every day. Right. Because, like, yeah, don't get me wrong, previous fun when you go there on a Saturday, Friday, or whatnot. But it's hip-hop all the time. Yeah. Or, like, maybe some dance hall. Maybe they're throwing some right. reggaeton or, or, like, the hot Latin song of the day or whatnot. But, and that's fair because that's the crowd in Edmonton. Or that's yeah. what you think is the crowd in Edmonton. But right. for us, we're like, Yo, the cities like we need culture in this shit, you know? Like mm. we can bring out the culture and still pull up people because people they listen to that music, but it just doesn't play at the club ever. And because you have no choice, you just, you just go. Yeah, right? you just go, yeah. So like it was really like, yo, like we wanna like we want first of all it was like really like, yo, we wanna party in the club with Afrobeat and Latin music. But it was like and we, we felt like we knew that there's so many other people like that. So that's where we took our leap of faith. We were like, yo, let's do this. Let's see if people are going to pull up and all that. So yeah, so people pulled up. It was amazing. It was great. We did another one. Boom, another banger. We did another one, another one, another one. So it all kind of and organically turned into a group of, a group of guys. Yeah. And, and that was just wanted to hold it down. Yeah, And then basically. one event turned to two, three, four, and it just kind of turned into a group. To a group, oh, yeah. Okay, so okay, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. we didn't... It wasn't planned. It wasn't like we sat oh, okay. down. You, we didn't, had a business you didn't have plan. like a business plan. It's nah, like, bro. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. It was it just was, like we just organically, because you loved to do it. Yeah. It, just it was kinda, all kinda, like, uh, we love the music. We yeah. want to do this. We yeah. know, we, we hope we know people, other people mm-hmm. want to come to. Yeah. And we just did it. Like yeah. there was no plan. There was no, even marketing was, I think we advertised like two weeks before. Because mm-hmm. it was all like in rush and like. I, and like, funnily, we chose May 25th, which is like an Africa day, but we didn't even know that at the time when we chose the day. Oh, wow. But it actually just turned up to be like the greatest thing because wow. our anniversary is every year on Africa day. Damn. And it's like, oh, shit. But like, literally, it was random because we, we wanted the Friday because yeah. we were like, ah, we want to do a party on Friday, but we, we could only set up for the Thursday. So the, that Thursday was the May 25th, May 25th. 
So yeah, we did it on May 25th. And then when we did May 25th, and then we Google May, like, I don't know how we came up, but like <laughs> somehow we knew that May 25th was Africa Day. We're like, yo, go party with us wow. for Africa Day. So yeah. it was all like, it was just all super like organic and just happened. It was an impulsive move. It wasn't like, right? yeah, it was super yeah. coincidence. It was just like super impulsive. We're like, yeah. yo, let's do this. And then it just happened. Um, but yeah, so that's how like the part, the La Connectional, legend started wow, okay. <laughs> so um but yeah like um again so again like yeah we did first one we did the other one we did the other one and so we did another one another one and then it got kind of tiring um one because uh we needed to like you know again it's like when uh, it's how do i say this like vibes and, and the inner energy is special right when you like when you do something too often like the potential of that energy just kind of like every time it just it gets drained like mm. so if i don't know like what would be a good example for this yeah kind of like plateaus. it depends yeah it's like it plateaus like you know like you can get like let's say Houston ball for example it keeps going keeps going because at some point you know you kind of like plateau if you don't innovate in what you do because uh, you're always using the same techniques and the same thing but like you plateau there if you don't find other ways to like make your trainings better to like do something better more efficiently or whatnot it's kind of the same thing so we did it did it again like the hype was there it was amazing again we're doing it like every month or so and you every time was amazing amazing but for us uh what changed what actually what what made everything change from like connectional just doing entertainment and parties to us trying to like build capacity and all that was that from all these parties, we just kept seeing different people and different people come through. And like, again, it was like, wow, why are all these people coming from? Like, we don't know these people. Where is this community that looks like they are there, but they aren't really there? Again, like, we weren't, we weren't necessarily super involved, so maybe we just didn't know people, I guess. Yeah. But like, so, from like seeing all these people, like, you know what? Let's do an Afro-Latin live music show. Like, this party thing is great, DJing is great, but one thing again that I really miss very much, I personally miss very much, was like live music, like mm-hmm. live music from back home. Like there's live music concerts all the time in Edmonton, but how many of them are actually like cultured or like mm. have, like, yeah, they have black people and all that, but how many of them have black people singing African songs or black people singing like Afro sounds and all that? Not a whole lot. Most of the time, um, when you go to a concert here and you see black people, it's probably gonna be hip hop or R&B, which is totally fair and all that. And like we support even that, and we had like hip hop artists come true. But we were like, we wanted to bring that like Latin sound from back home here in Elementor. We wanted to get that experience going. Same thing with right. the Afro thing. So like we're like, yo, you know what? We've done the parties, they are fun and whatnot. Let's actually try to connect with other artists in the community that are African, that are African and Latin descent in Edmonton. And let's try to, because we looked up and there has never been an Afro-Latin live musician in Edmonton ever. And we're like, yo, we're out here to innovate. Again, that idea of like, you do a party so often and then it kind of like plateaus and you're like, you know what, this is fun, but we need, we need more things to like get the community more excited about the things that we want to do and how yeah. on a birthday so we just went from like yeah we were doing the parties and all that is fun and whatnot and then so the time show was really like yo this is where we're leveling up we're like taking this to the next level and this was crazy because um like organizing parties is kind of easy when you 
when you've done it once, twice, or three times, it's super easy. You take someone, boom, you set a day, boom, you get a poster, boom. It's like, it's that, it's kind of like, it gets that easy, right? Yeah. Uh, again, if you don't innovate, why not? But, okay, the live music show was a different ball game. We needed to reach out to artists. We needed to, like, make sure the artists that we reach out to are all kind of like, it's a natural flow of music, right? You can just reach out to random artists and put them together. Sometimes you need to, like, make sure that, yo, I can see how the vibes of this group is gonna complement the vibe of this group, and then again from like have from like having to dance around the city, knowing a couple of friends, I reached out to like Salasi because I knew he knew Uzila. Uzila, mm-hmm. I've heard all these people at like shows before, and I'm like, yo, this is dope. Like I, so like we kind of like try to create this show where it was all Afro and Latin music at the same time for the whole night. So there was nothing else. We had um. We had we had someone uh, Jay, you know you know Jay, I think Jay, yeah uh, Jeremiah. So we okay, yeah. we still oh, yeah. had uh, we still had hip hop and jazz, and so we had mm-hmm. like uh, hip hop R and B and jazz. So we had Sojis Joseph doing the he had uh, like an R and B such dance hall such kind of like mood to it, and then we had like Jay. He came with like so Jay was like super cool because um, one of the rappers was was Latin, was Latin American, and he actually spit a very in Spanish, oh, which yeah. was dope. Because yeah, like yeah, yeah. the other thing is that. Yo, like, we also, like, um, it's like, you know, because um, with the diaspora, it's like, a lot of us, like, grew up with rap, so when we, like, start into music and all that, that's where our skill set goes into, and we, like, we want to make sure that we're not, like, oh, let's just have, like, African sound, and, like, not annoying that, like, a lot of us, me included, I fuck with rap music, yeah, so yeah. we know that it's talent there, but, like, with um with being able if you can find a way to like for example for the with the Latin rapper, find a way to fuse that oh you grew up in this culture but like still add that Latin flavor to it. Yeah. That's like dope. That's something different that you don't really see often right. in Limiton, yeah, right? Of course. Yeah. So yeah, boom, like so that was the Latin like, show changed everything because that was really the spirit the spirit of community came true. Like people actually came to support but like it wasn't a party, that was like spiritual. That's when things started to be spiritual where we saw like yo this is like this is not just about parties anymore we can do there's so much potential for us for the people that have been supporting us that have been supporting the parties there's a lot of potential for like connectional to mm. be a place where we can bring all these people together yes we can party we can have fun but we also we can also build together we can build each other all the time so that's where we bring in the artists and like have seen how like People came to support, but the artists were also supporting us because the other thing is that these artists didn't even charge us like the normal rate. Because we're like, yo, we don't even have money to do this. And like, live music is expensive, right? So it was all about, we like, everyone supported each other. We had like uh, clothing brands coming through, we had outro clothing. We had a, uh, uh, we did like a, um, like a draw for like paintings from like an Algerian uh, artist based in Montreal. So like, we were like incorporating all these factors of like, Afro, uh, like Afro, Latin, and Caribbean talent into the show, mm-hmm. not just the music aspect of it, but like the the art side of it, and like the dance side of it, and all that. Yeah. So that really when uh, everything was like, yo, we can really build this up, and we can like, we can build each other. We can create a hub for like every. We can try to be that hub where people want a connection to an Afro dance group in Edmonton. They hit us up, and you're like, yo, go to this. You right. want you go to this. You want you go to that. Go to that. You want you want a Latin singer because and like it's actually funny because during that show we almost um yeah but like yeah so that's how okay things when, when evolved. Did, when did uh, when did you start teaching people the the dances? Because um, I remember I remember coming to one of the events yeah. and then 
um, at the kind of the end of it or kind of midway yeah. through, you guys paused and got everyone engaged and was like, okay, hey, everyone's going to do this dance. And then, you know, Patrick yeah. did his thing. You did your thing. Um, so when did that like idea come about? So that one came about actually at the first event, I think. Um, oh, very first. The first time we did it, yeah. but it was it happened organically because mm. the GG had to input a song that almost every African in the room knew. And it was a line dance thing. Oh, okay. So, okay, okay. so the song pulled up. The beginning. Yeah. Okay, so like the, the, the song pulled up and then we just all did the line dance. So I just kind of like, me and Barry just kind of like started and then everyone started to follow, right? Uh, and then boom, boom, boom. Yes. But that we didn't really do at the other parties. But that again came about after like during the live music show because we're like, we want people to come and not just learn about all these artists and all, all of that, but also like pick up a few Afro or Latin moves. So we had like a little tutorial because we had like, we needed to make sure that all these had enough time in between the set to set up. So having the little dance thing was kind of like a, uh, like a break for the artists Got to do the thing. Yeah, but yeah. then when that happened, again, people were just like, you see the, when you see the reaction in people's face, how they like love it, you're like, oh shit. Like, why don't we incorporate this more into our events, but more like organically and casually so that it doesn't feel like you stopping the music or anything like that. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we started like doing that more, and now like we kind of have like a better way. Either we just do it dance at the beginning, or we really like plan something during the night, and then it just kind of like happens. So do um, do you try to um, do you try to do different things for every event? Is every event unique, or is there a certain structure that you guys go by? Um, Honestly, we try to do every every event has to be unique to a certain um, like to a certain extent. Um, I think for like let's say for the dance, for example, the dance instruction and all that. Every event, I won't do the same song. First of all, I will pick a different song, but I also won't teach people the same move. Because if you have the same people coming, you know, you teach them the same move again and yeah, again. So we're gonna innovate. When it comes to the party side of things, um, I don't know if you see. Uh, if you've seen up like a lot of our posters, all of them are different. Um, but again, like all of them started being different after the Afro Latin Lab music show because that's when the click about like building things really happened. That like there's so much more to be learned here. There's so much culture to be like cultivated here to like really bring people together. The first few events that we did, we were like the Afro Latinos one that you like you went. I think you went to maybe the second or third one. Mm. They were all called Afro Latinos. It was like Afro Latino part. Uh, it was Afro Latino party, Afro Latino yeah. party, reading weekend show and all that. Yeah. But then after the live music show, again, like that was when the click really happened. That La Conexia can be bigger. So now the structure that we go is that we need we need to inspire ourselves from something to do a party. Or either what happens is that we have the idea and we found the inspiration on that idea because. Uh, the thing with uh, that we're trying to do is that we also want to educate people about things, about like things related to this party or the music. An example would be um, uh, Machucando, for example. Uh, we did an event after a live music show that was called Machucando. And so Machucando stands for like kind of like stepping in Spanish. And so we did, we said, we called it Machucando because it was March. But so Machucando could kind of like rhyme with Machucando. But also Machucando is a very popular song by Don Omar that like mm. almost every Latin person knows. Right. So the way we go about like the name of events or the inspiration is that we try to find the links like that are existing or we go from like the link to the name or we go from 
the um, the concept of the party to the link uh, to the name of the event, and we all try to we really try to incorporate as much as much like energy and life into it because like things like that help us advertise the event better. But right. on, on, not only that, we also like I when we started doing that, Patrick knew about Machicano, but I didn't. So I learned uh, something from him, like yeah. oh, Machu Kendo, like Machu Kendo means this, and like there's this like really big popular song by Don Omar that like right. every Latin person knows, but also Machu Kendo much matches with March. So boom, mm. Machu Kendo. So like you know, like things like that. Um, another so like this like structure wise, I think it's really like we need to find an expression somewhere for right. like it's really about like not just doing parties for the sake of doing parties. Yes, exactly. That's like yeah, the biggest yeah. thing for us because mm. when I do these parties, but also have like a meaning to it because it is meaningful to like like these songs, this culture is meaningful. There's like so much things that you could learn from like music, like from like a culture because of music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like. Yeah, I think that's uh okay. And yeah. When did you start uh, teaching? Started um, started really taking it, and then I know right now like you're, yeah, you're you're teaching at the University of Alberta. Yeah, right. So where did that kind of? I know did that kind of happen organically too, or was that kind of like yo, La Connection now is going well. People yeah. actually love the culture. There's different people that are coming in every single every single month. Uh, why don't I take this to the next level and start teaching? When is that? Kind of how it happened or what? Basically, yeah. uh, like the thing uh, which is that it was again a leap of, not like a leap of faith, but I was like, again with La Connection, that happening again, as you see a lot of people interested, you're like, I just wonder why the University of Alberta doesn't have Afro, because I went on the website and there was no Afrobeats dance instructor, there was no Afrobeats class, and I'm like, I, I, I've been dancing Afrobeats, I've right. been like teaching, uh, like, because we did a couple of workshops, mm-hmm. we did a, a, our first workshop back in, uh, August 25th, 2017, with Ayola. So that was our first test as actually teaching people. So from there, with everything happening with La Connection, I was like, you know what? Like, I kind of also want to have my own thing, and I know I'm capable of doing this, right? So literally, it was only an email. I went, well, I went over the University of Florida Work and Recreation. I went over the list, no Afrobeats class. I'm like, you know what? Let's email these people. And I emailed them, boom. And like, from there, we set up a meeting, and then... We talked and I was like, yeah, I do Afrobeats. I've been, I've done this amount of workshops. I want to teach, I can teach adults and all that. And that's literally how it happened. And I think the reason, one of the reasons why I emailed her in the first place is because with La Conditioner, I've been used to taking like so many chances that I didn't really care if something, if the answer was no or yes. So it was kind of like, well, it's not, it's not happening. Right. I can make it happen. The opportunity is there. Right. I don't want to wait for that white person that went to uh, Cameroon and then yeah. Afrobeats and come. Because the thing is like, not even that white person, like, one thing that you notice is that when I started especially doing these things is that a lot of times minorities, minorities are scared to like take the chance. And like you have like people, like for example, an example is like a white person that grows up here, right? moves back to Africa or moves back to, let's say, my country, Cameroon, and they learn Afrobeat. When they come back here, a lot of white people, when they grow up here, they are, like, when you grow up here, you have that sense of, like, opportunities there, and you can take it. People, like, people like to take chances here. But, like, a lot of people that, for example, you come, like, for example, for me, I came from back home, and I come here, I'm like, you know, I want to be low-key, I don't want to be too much, I just want to keep to myself. Right. I, I don't want to cause trouble. Like, you have the mentality of, like, you know what, why, you know, like, I, I should just stay on my side. And yeah. you're like, 
you know, try these things and I like, take these opportunities. And for personally, that was my mentality for the longest time before like Connexionar. I was always like, you know what, like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to school, get a job and all that. And that was, you know, my parents were like, yo, go to school and all that, which is great. Like I go to school still, I love it. Go to school. But like yeah. my mentality was really like I want to be low-key, there's an opportunity, I don't know if should I do it and all that, but there's a lot of people, especially white person that teach Zumba, yoga, and all that, but they aren't even trained in it. It's like a matter, like a lot of people just do that, and like, the what like, um, like when it's something that like, you know, it's like, when you start doing these things, like you have like so many of these like, people that, that aren't from cultures that start teaching these cultures to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, sometimes they don't know the meaning behind they don't it. Have the meaning, yeah, You know, yeah. and it's like, yeah, that's cool that you learn alphabet and all that, but, like, you come in and teach people how to do that when, like, you, you don't even know, like, right. half of the history behind it. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. crazy. Yeah. So when I look at the website and, like, because I took on the salsa class before the year of it and it wasn't, it was like the whitest person ever and they were good they were good salsa they were right. they were good just teaching salsa but personally like being from back home like something was missing i was missing the connection with that person right and then like, we took a salsa class with a person that was latin latin american and yeah. it was different like yeah. that was and that was me i don't know if that's everyone though like that was me and it was different well yeah i mean if you don't know for example if you, you've never been a like, for example if i wanted yeah. to go learn salsa and I go and got got taught by this yeah. person. I wouldn't know the difference, and I would think that this okay, this is this is salsa. This is salsa. Yeah, right. Without right? even thinking, right? Thinking. Yeah, yeah. And they can be, and that's the thing. They can be like good at salsa because maybe they learn salsa from someone from Latin America. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But for like sometimes for them to sometimes to be able to like transfer that knowledge is not the same. That being said, though, I've men like white people that aren't Latin American that are able to do that just fine. Yes. But for me, it was really like, yo, this opportunity is there. I'm not going to wait until like... And again, it was crazy because I'm like, I know so many Afrobeat people in Edmonton mm-hmm. that could do this better than me. Yeah. That was the craziest thing. like, I know people that can do this better for me, but no one has taken the chance. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, someone has to. Otherwise, this is going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Again, because yeah. Afrobeat was like, it's been a wave. Like a lot of people, and I even when even when you go on social media, you see people even as you see black people that never did Afrobeat before. Now they are doing it because it's the wave. So it's not just like white people jumping on it. You also have black people that are like let's say African Americans, yeah, and that don't never been to Africa, yeah. deny their African heritage, yeah. but because Afrobeat is the new wave, yeah. now they're teaching Afrobeat, and that happens so so often. Does that does that bother you? Uh, it does to yeah. some extent. At the same time, like. You know what? Like, <laughs> that's the thing. Is like, what can I do about it, though? You know, like, can I? What so can then I you took the. Then you like, I, you know I'm like, you know what? I'm I gonna might do as well this. teach. I, I have well. I have a connection to this and all that. Not to say that I know all of alphabets, because something yeah. even when I started my class, I like, I'm from West Africa. A lot of things that I'm gonna teach you are gonna be like West African flavored. Like a lot of things that I'm gonna like share with you like the movement and all that the way i move the way i move my body is because i'm from west africa some from south africa is gonna move differently i can i can imitate i can try to capture what they do but i swear to god even with tarisai when if, even the guaraguara that he taught me even mm. to this day yeah. when he does the guaraguara the vibe that he has is is a different energy on him when i do it maybe it looks nice and people like it but 
when I look at him, I can tell the difference between his Guaruga and mine. Gotcha. Because he grew up there, he grew up with there. Yeah. Same thing with Latin. When Patrick does salsa, I can never do salsa like Patrick does. He's just like, it's ingrained in him. And Patrick wasn't even like born in born in Latin America. He was born here. But like his parents like raised him up in that culture. Like he incubated, he was incubated in that. Mm. So like having that connection, even if you're like, um, even if you were born here, it's still so important because mm-hmm. it's feel like something is ingrained in your DNA and yeah. like you know the way you are or yeah. whatever. So like it does bother me sometimes, but mm-hmm. at the same time, there's also people that respect. I've see, I've met people too that like really respect that boundary and like when you see people like that, you're like okay, bless you because mm-hmm. like I've met like a lot of like great people that like you talk to them and they acknowledge that hey. I shouldn't be teaching this, but there's no one who's teaching this. And they even like I've talked to people like that, and I'm like I respect that because the other thing is that there's also a lack of uh, again that idea of like a lot of you have a lot of minorities able to do these things, but they, either they haven't had the, they haven't been able to take the uh, chance, but they also don't have the opportunity because that's the other thing is like things like English, English like you know it's like. People, someone moves here, he's like, maybe was Sasa instructor back home, but just because he can speak English or he can like, maybe doesn't have the right connects or reach out to the person, he doesn't know. Yeah, there's Me, somewhere I, where they stop. There's somewhere they, that they stop. Even though they might know, they just stop because they're like, okay, I can't do this because of, I can't speak English properly. I don't have that right connection or whatever. Boom. The, whatever and the there's case. so many yeah. things like that. So yeah. like, and so the difference is that a lot of what people that were born here, they know all these resources. They know yeah. all these places. Yeah. It's just an email. Just like mm-hmm. me, I was lucky because I go to the university. I'm privileged enough to go there and I knew they have a dance program. So I'm like, I can go to the website, look it up. They don't have Afrobeats. I email them. Do you want to do an Afrobeats? Why wouldn't they do it? It's not offered, right? But like someone that moved here like two years or three years, even 10 years ago, but that maybe moved here and instead of like keep, you know, pursuing like chicken salsa and making more money of free, now they're working maybe in a nursing home or they are working as a person or that. Mm-hmm. They maybe probably have kids too. That's yeah. the case of a lot of time. They have kids, they have responsibilities. So take for them to take a little faith and to teach one hour of Afrobeat a week is yeah. not really, you know? So there's like, so sometimes there's a lot of barriers to these people to even like be like, oh, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. because like, you know, it's worth it or whatnot. Does it, do you so, feel like, do you feel like you being part of the, you know, you're part of many groups, but yeah. you're with La Connectionale and you're teaching, do you feel like you want, is there a sense of giving? Is that, is that what it is? Like you want to, you want to give back to the community by, teaching young young people the culture and maybe spreading the culture spreading the vibes what is it that's like really ingrained i know you love dance yeah. but obviously it's not the business side that intrigues yeah. you right because a lot of people just go in and are like oh this is the wave yeah let me hop on and teach classes or let me hop on and do uh, events and there's not really a culture yeah. there's no really root there so yeah. what is it that makes you want to spread the culture so much what is it in you i think for me Ah, I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking about it. I'm just like, I just love doing it so much. And like, when I see, when I sometimes, uh, when I see like young Afro kids from my own country that can't, you know, that I've never had a chance to dance as a Cameroonian or like a Cameroonian or like see what Afrobeat is, yeah. I'm like in pain because I'm like, you have no idea what, how much you're missing. Right. Because this is amazing. This is wonderful. Like, right. so, um, like for me, it's really like, 
it's just like this culture like it needs to be kept alive but it's also like it's a sense of giving but also selfishness to be honest because mm-hmm. it keeps me going because I love doing it and I'm like the more I do this the more I can stay rooted into like Cameroonian music into communities mm-hmm. into like Afro cultures Afro culture in general so but really is like sometimes it pains me especially when you go to the club and it's just all like trap music and everyone is doing the boom, <laughs> yeah. everyone is doing that but then yeah. and you see all these Afro young kids that like maybe even grew up home but came here but then they just like got caught up in the yeah, hip hop thing they got whitewashed like, you know they go they go like well let's say whitewashed well yeah like, well, not necessarily but it's like you get even go, me, yeah it's like because you get discon- yeah you get like you get dragged into the western wave yeah you know yeah, yeah. you get disconnected with with like your culture which yeah. is like not necessarily it, I won't don't want to see the bad thing but it's like you're missing a lot of from it if you don't get connected to it gotcha. to a certain extent it, it doesn't mean that you have to go back home it literally means that being able to keep a piece of it within you because like right. it's like it's amazing it's a different vibe and like the thing again with like western culture and like basically like African American culture if I want to generalize in a way is that black people are creating all these waves all over like African American and that's what all the young kids follow and it's like and that's all they know to read but they don't know that there's so much more to be learned about the Afro cultures and all that that African Af- African American mm-hmm. like like trap for example is the big wave now like yeah. it's probably gonna be the wave for the longest time it like right. took over the world yeah. and like every single kid does the uh, latest trap move but again with these waves even like this move the shoot yeah. there's like there's stories to it yeah. but a lot of kids don't know that there's stories to it like right. like these moves like mean things from the streets like these people like sometimes these moves are inspired because it's like yo like these people are going through the wider shit and like they just create shit right but the thing with the waves is that when you throw the wave sometimes you 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 leave the essence of it like mm-hmm. the phenomenon is there but the so essence you, is left you feel a sense of almost a responsibility in some way to to if you're doing it you might as well promote it and promote it. and get the young kids the people that don't know to get connected to, to get them. connected to it because yeah, yeah. like the big thing with like is also that like I, I was i feel like i was lucky to grow up back home like to say i was lucky to actually grow up there because i like there's a lot i feel like there's a lot of things i learned there that i couldn't have learned there like you know like my pro- I got beat up a lot. I mean, that, that that's not something I learned. But like, right. there's a, there's so many things like that I cultivated there that I wouldn't have been able to cultivate here just because of the way the society is set up here. Just honestly, just the example of the spirit of community. There's none here to be honest. Like when I mm. came here, you come, you move into an apartment, you don't even know your next door neighbor. You don't even you don't talk to each other. Back home, I knew everyone in the neighborhood. It was like it was crazy. Like everyone has a big get here. Also, back home, people have big gates, but that doesn't prevent people from connecting. Like, mm. you play ball in the, on the street, so why not? You literally, like, I'll know the neighbor that's, like, on the other block. Like, we just get together. All the kids of the... We just all know each other and actually hang mm-hmm. out. But when I came here, it was really, like, segregated. I had friends at school. I had friend, a lot of friends at school. But as soon as I got home... Right, it's done. Like I don't. It's like if if you feel like you don't have friends anymore, and that was like a lot of my first two years here. Like I like I met a couple of people at school, but nothing was organic. But it maybe it was also maybe me just adapting to the society and all that. But everything is just also feels so far. But 
everyone that you know or like people around you in your neighborhood you don't even talk to them you don't know them mm. and like you know your english is bad and most of them like your neighbors are white and like all that you don't need you feel awkward even trying to talk and all that so like i coming here like my sense of community just felt lost so i think one thing that i can definitely from back home is like ah, i remember when we used to share like salt and shit like that like yeah. you just do the yeah, simple yeah. things like that like someone doesn't have salt they're cooking they don't have salt they just yeah. come they knock at your door can i get salt and you just like yo get some and you bring it back same yeah, thing if yeah. you don't have like paper just know can i get paper and it was just like little things like that i've never seen shit like that happen here i've never seen like you know someone yeah. go knock at someone door, can i get salt they look at you like they'll <laughs> yeah. go buy your own salt your own. Shit, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. but it was that spirit of like you know and like everyone is just like if we all in this together like you know like shit is hard but like i'm willing to give even if i don't have enough right mm. but like things like that just like yeah the connection the, the, the connection, connection with and, other people and i think yeah. like a lot of kids that like sometimes grew up here even um, as much as your parent can try to like make you speak in your native language to the culture is hard for them they are working most of your parents are working with time sometimes nice shift job like Some a lot of parents is funny is like they trust everything to come here for us to be here and strive and be better. But sometimes they fail not because they, not because they couldn't do the job, but because like we are we end up being left this way. You come here and you have no guidance, you have no nothing, and you get you get into the messed up thing, you get into the bad groups, and like things like that happen way too often. Yeah, and like so like that thing with the coaches like. It can like it's a connection that you you want to have even like because I don't know it's just like it's a connection that I want to have and I hope that maybe other people might want to have it so I think it's a sense of like giving but also selfishness on myself it's like yeah I want to keep this be- I want to keep doing this because I also want to keep it yeah but it, but also this is something that should be shared especially with our young Afro and uh like afro-caribbean latin kids and all that like i um i like how you know and again it's like that idea of like you know what if we're here and we can do this if we don't do this someone is gonna come and do it for us and that's like people are gonna take the opportunity like dance is not you can copyright dance for example So people can still dance from you. People will still, as soon as something like Afrobeats or African dances become a wave, you see everywhere people are doing it. And like with social media, it's so easy to like yeah. do these things now. Right. So again, it's like shit is that's the business. People make money through art, like a lot of people. So if we don't, if we don't preserve and make sure our own people are making money from the art that is art, then it's like you know that's how a lot of like cultures birth wealth. Like. Yeah. You keep you almost keep your own things to you, and you make sure you capitalize this as much as you can because that's what makes you unique and sets you apart from the other cultures. Mm. You have this one, like for example, Zumba. How many white people out there are teaching Zumba? Mm. Is a lot of them. Yeah. Like, and again, it's like with social media. It's so Zumba is not even something that's like so culture to be said, but it's like it's with there's a history behind it. It's really why Zumba is here and all that, but. Again, like something like Zumba has become a worldwide phenomenon. Then you go, you go into cities like here, and then you have people that didn't necessarily get trained in it, and like, but that are teaching it and are making money off of it. When you, you just coming and taking the class, and it's like, ah, this is so cool, this is Zumba. But when if you go to Latin America and you see what Zumba is, completely it's different. gonna blow your mind. Mm. It's like they add just 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 add like 
just add like so many other little things in there right. that the normal Zumba that you take here with your sometimes it doesn't have to be white. I'm sorry, I'm always saying white, but that's <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the norm. You have white people and you have people of color. That's usually the norm, the separation, right? right? right. But like not just white people, but like any other cultures that try to appropriate the other one. And like that's the same thing. If you don't learn, if like it's important that even if you're white or if you're any other culture that you're appropriating, that you learn where that thing is from and that you're able to tell your students that hey this is not what i'm doing here this might not be it there's so much more to be learned and that's the that's the most for me that's the most important thing to me i don't mm. even I'm, I'm not so bothered by people like teaching alphabets that are not from the culture i'm bothered by the fact that a lot of people don't take the time to tell the history behind it or to tell people that hey I'm going to teach you this, but there's so much more out there. You should watch this video. You should gotcha. watch this person. This is who I'm inspired from. It's about giving credit so that these people know that when I'm actually going to, if I want to, if I want to go, if I really want to take Afrobeats, I'm going to go Africa, in Africa, in Ghana, to take Afrobeats from this guy because, yo, this is the person that my teacher is inspired from. Right. And people would do that. Like yeah. people that have money will literally like take the step to go all the way there to learn it. People yeah. would do that, but... If the people, the person doesn't have the information, then they don't even have the means to make the choice. To, yeah, so it, it almost like skews the, it almost like skews that perception of that person of the of the art of the art because they don't yeah. know anything else but this Zumba class or they don't know anything else but this. Yeah, because that's all they've been uh, touched that's by. That's all they've been touched by, or yeah. by, and it's yeah. like it's very important to teach people where things are from because again we live in a society where everything is from everywhere and everything yeah. is getting so mixed up, which yeah. is like also beautiful at the same time but we need to be able to acknowledge every contribution to the thing because it's important for yeah. people the history is important it's important yeah the history is. yeah yeah so oh that's yeah. awesome man what else i know right now i know you do a lot of things but with the <laughs> dance with the with la connection now i know you do a lot of um environmental initiatives and whatnot what are you doing right now in in school um so uh right now i'm taking i mean my last year hopefully yeah. finally of uh my degree and hopefully. So, yeah hopefully <laughs> uh i might do a co-op we'll see um yeah. but yeah i'm taking environmental science uh a major in land, land and reclamation yeah uh but right now i've been involved uh i'm one of the founders and the, one of the co-presidents of this of this group called sustainable development goals at your Alberta. yeah uh, so what we do is that we've based our basically the whole mandate of our group is based on the system system development goals that the united nations put out uh some time ago that is basically promoting a, a set of like 17 goals to advertise not to advertise but to promote everyone working together to be able to tackle all of these goals so these goals go from like no poverty to like uh climate change to uh gender equality to quality education to access to water and a lot of other things even like partnership like the biggest goal 17 is actually called partnership for the goals with the idea that we need to collaborate and co-create more and not just like profit off of each other because it are like is a fact that a lot of like big uh, big powers they always they go to the middle is create wars and like do a bunch of shit and like get the petrol for super cheap because it's convenient for them. Yeah. They do the same thing in places like Congo. Congo has been in civil war for the longest time. Yeah, like Congo has issues, but those issues are also profitable for these big superpowers. So they try to like maintain it the way it is. Like things like Colton. So like uh, partnership for the goals is like 
something I can talk about because it's really important is really that whole idea of like we need to like really work together. We need mm. to co-create. We need like partnership is not even enough because uh, when you partner, there's sometimes there's um, always someone that's like here and the other one is here. You need to co-create at the same level. You need to have a country, for example, like uh, France, be you able know, to go to Cameroon and be like, oh. Uh, we want to build this, but then you have 50% of say into it, and we have 50% of say into it. Not that, oh, we want to build this, you know, but we have we both have 50% of say, but if you do this, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do... So, like, like co-creation is, like, it's what's... It's very sad. important. It's very important. Okay. Like, right. people need to be consulted. And um, and um, I didn't want to talk about government because, honestly, Cameroonian government is very corrupt. <laughs> Let's not even yeah. go there. But, like, um, even, like, again, like, it's really... Um, especially with private industries, like co-creating is very important. Bringing people from like different perspective and diversity, that's like a big thing because mm. uh, we've seen so many scandals recently, like the H and M thing, yeah, the, the, the little like the um, the baby that had a coolest monkey in the jungle, things mm. like that. Is like, you know, how how do you think we know in the history of slavery and all that? How do you think? It's okay to say that. Even if the parents agree, the parents, like, you know, they need the money. Like, I don't even, like, I want to blame the parents, but sometimes, like, did they even know that what was going to be on that shirt? So they might not even have known. So, like, cookies is important where it's, like, the more perspective and the more eyes from somewhere else you have is better. Because I'm sure if there was, like, a black person in that room of CEO deciding this shirt probably shouldn't say coolest monkey in the jungle. But again, that black person will have to be special because there's also, well, I mean, there's a lot of black people that support Trump, and which is fine, you know, everyone has have the views. But like, it's again a matter of like having the own perspective from different places that are actually qualified to be there, right? Because you just don't want to also want to have diversity for the sake of that diversity. Because yeah. it's easy to like blackmail people, it's easy to have people that have been, that have like different sort of ideas, even within the same culture or the same group of people, right? Um, but yeah, like uh, sustainability is super important to me. Um, Why is it important to you? What was it because? Is it because of being part of back home, kind of wanting to give back eventually? Is that something on your mind, or where is that coming from? Where is the whole thing of the initiatives and being part of this group? Um, where is that coming from? Uh, it's coming like part of it is coming from my dad. Um, my dad is an uh, ecologist back home. Um, so he worked with the WWF. I don't know if you know the Panda Worldwide Fund, but okay, it's a yeah, big yeah. Um, environmental group. They've had a lot of recent scandals, anyway. But anyways, um, he's worked with them, and then from a super young age, I've been interacting with nature, nature all the time. Even like back home, back home, like nature was so close to us. And I remember um, all the time we used to go save like turtles, like little turtles, because. We used to live in this like coastal city, and what um, so the beach was close by, and like turtles, like um, what happens to is like the uh, the beach where they are born, they come back to that beach no matter how far they go into the ocean. Mm. When they, when they are born, the beach where they are born, when they are, when they also want to like give babies, they come back, they come back to that same beach, and mm. it's been like a big mystery because science science don't understand that yet. How are they able to remember from like? when they are babies where they were born and come back to there. Wow. So anyways, that's like that's a super cool fact about turtles. But anyway, so what happens is that when is the season of like turtles baby that has to be given birth, uh, birth or whatnot, uh, you have like all these like uh, birds that are trying to eat them. 
So what my dad would do with some of us, the kids, would go and with his team would chase the birds away to make sure that the turtles get into the sea. Because I we like we needed to protect them so they can as soon as they're in the sea they are safe to go. What happens there is not it's yeah. not happening anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it might get eaten. But uh, so like just like uh, stories like that, like growing up around like what my dad was doing and like interacting with like so many different animals and all that and like being so close to that, it's been always important to me. But the only thing is that I see where my own country and like a lot of African countries are lacking. Um, Cause right now we want to develop just like the Western society did. We want to use fossil fuel to like boost our economy, petrol and all that. But at the end, it's not sustainable. We've seen it with like what climate change is doing. Like the the effects of like using so much resources that are also like polluting the earth is just not sustainable. And so like for me, I really, I my dream is in Africa or like African countries that develop in the long term, thinking about the future. Like, like the example of just Alberta right here, like for the longest time, Alberta has been export, exporting oil and gas and uh, it's been making money. But now we're in this phase where everyone is mad because now everyone is losing the job. There's not enough rail or whatever because they have this much more environmental uh, regulation because people are realizing that climate change is real as F and that is actually affecting people's everyday lives. United States every single week there's a new storm in the united states now like cities are getting flooded and this is not people can say whatever they want to say this is not a coincidence like we've been destroying the earth the ozone layer is decreasing like it's uh, it's basically we are doing this to, to the planet right so i think for me it's important to have that dream of an africa that doesn't do the same mistakes as other because yes like we aren't we have we haven't used fossil fuel like they use yet we haven't like we earn because the only thing is like because of the society where we are in the western is so is we can't get rid of petrol or gas because it rules every single thing that we have if almost every single thing has like gas petrol and all that so we can't get rid of it we depend on it so much but it's a resource that's not only like it's not renewable but it's also not healthy for the planet it's not sustainable so my dream is to see in africa that thrives and boot itself while using solar energy because we have we have it all the fucking year like yeah it's, yeah it's solar is wider yeah. and like this technology is now that can allow us to like thrive on that and like so my dream is us using like all these natural resources without depleting them and like making sure that we have something for the next generation i don't know if you've seen Akon lately he's been doing a lot of work in yeah, africa and like that. that's Dude, man, that's like amazing. That's like even if I end up not working in the environmental field, I end up being able to like, you know, be an investor like that. That's like my dream. Like this guy is, is amazing what he's doing in Africa. He just wants to build like an own city that can function with his own cryptocurrency wow. and like so that that's is independent from like any other money, like you know, like uh, currency change or whatnot. Like he's he's on some like Wakanda shit right now. I swear, <laughs> I swear to God, and like that's yeah. like. Basically, if you look at what Ekan is doing, not to drag his on too much, that's basically my for Africa. He mm. wants to like develop Africa in a more sustainable way. He wants to use solar. He like he puts so many ah oh, yeah, this guy. I'm not with this guy. I'm sorry, yeah, but no, like, no, makes sense, yeah, like man. what he's doing is like that's like that's what I see Africa being. That's mm. where I want us to go towards or like 
I want more of our countries to do. But then you have still have so many issues with corruption that is still so like prevalent in so many countries. You have people like the government that takes all the money, things like that. And things like that happen a lot in like third world countries, yeah. not just Africa, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, we still uh, we still really greedy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. that's awesome, man. Wow. Yeah, no, I get it. I I totally relate to yeah. being from Afghanistan. Yeah. I understand the government is corrupt. Yeah. And it's hard in a war-torn country still going yeah. on. And there's a lot of different things that even I would wish to be able yeah. to do for my own people and back home. Yeah. And even though I'm born here, I still have that connection back home and I'd love to help help out. So, yeah. no, I get that, man. That's that that's awesome for for the listeners that are listening to the to this what do you want to what, what do you want to leave them with is there something that you want to leave them with as far as kind of a statement um something that they can kind of take um as far as um your experience with not only dance your groups what you're doing and your background um what do you want to leave them with hmm. can be anything yeah. yeah um i think uh for myself, like, I think I'm still learning a lot of things. I think, like, keep learning. Um, and learning can come in different ways. You can read books. You can take dance workshops. You can learn in any way you can and try to learn from, try to learn from the right people. You know what I mean? Like, try to learn from the people that you think are going to give you the most insight about the subject. Like, really um, do your research. Learn as much as you can. Travel if you can. Talk to people from different cultures and in the cities, like broaden your perspective. Cause like when I see in this global world, again I'm talking I've been talking a lot about like how you know why people teach this and that and that, but again in this global world you want you you just wanna be you wanna be global. You wanna have as many perspectives as you can, you wanna have as many friends from different places as you can and you really just build like and also take chances, man. Like I think that's the biggest thing. I think I've been taking a lot of chances. Take chances, you have nothing to lose. Mm. Um, you might lose a little bit of money, but people lose their life every day and you're still here. So, like, that's something like, you know, things like the moment happy thing, like, things like that just make you rethink about, you know, what the purpose of life is. Like, mm. take chances, do things that you love. Like, school, things like that is nice, but if you're like me and you almost got forced to do school <laughs> yeah. well i i love it but if you're like me almost got forced right. to do school right. think about it again maybe finish your school but like yeah. do things that you love because life is so short man mm-hmm. like people die like flies out there. so for the people that yeah. maybe want to do for example for the people that want to do yeah. dance or maybe oh, want to teach dance, teach dance but like you said before where yeah. they might not know how to speak english properly yeah they don't know they want to reconnect to the culture yeah how what advice go? would you give them? Okay. Man, um, learn that English, bro. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn, learn the basics of the English. Yeah. You, don't even, you don't need to be a pro at it. That's yeah. one advice. Learn, you don't need to be a pro at it. Dance is beautiful because sometimes you don't even need to communicate to teach dance. Learn the basics of the English so you can go to an interview and talk to that dance uh, studio manager and be able to let them know what you want to do. That's it. You don't need to be uh, a pro at English. It doesn't have to be like expert English. Like be confident in yourself because also the other thing is that even if your English is not good and you can show that you're ready to do this, man, that energy is contagious. Do it. First advice, 
get some basic use duolingo learn some basic english just for to get that thing going send emails take chances um because there's so much opportunities in edmonton but don't take no for an answer like everyone says that every motivation and it's so true don't take no for an answer start your own thing for example the private thing that thousand bucks at that time when you look at it with people is not a lot but at that, at that time we're like yo this is a lot i don't think we're doing this but don't take no for an answer and like keep asking because previous wasn't the first place that we went to i forgot to mention that we went to other places and they all said no but people was that first place that was like okay we'll give you a chance take chances you've gone i've gotten so many no's all the time keep looking take chances uh connect people in your community and try to get a free space people can get you free space if you don't ask people won't give it to you though people are willing some people out here are willing to help but you need to ask 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 that's the second one um third one is um be go out there be out there network really network 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 i can't stress enough how much connection is so important and edmonton honestly is a small city it's a big city with small people like this the city is small connect 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 if you see an event that says uh afro latin live music show afro latin dance workshop afro workshop nicaragua event uh colombian this go there get to know one person for that community get to know one person that's organizing then make that connection that 10 bucks because sometimes people uh, also want to be cheap right you don't want to pay for events but that 20 10 bucks 40 bucks that you're spending to be somewhere that you think might be valuable might turn into a thousand dollars just because it's like i'm gonna go here and try to meet someone that i can like connect with and that could give me the chances that i want and uh the thing with the barrier language again back with the english language barrier this this is a huge latin community here mm -hmm. even if your english is not good i guarantee you that the studios here that are run by latin people but it's not really known yet for example this is a capoeira academy is run by um uh, rainy and amanda Fer uh, rainy ferreira and he's a capoeirista he speaks i'm pretty sure he speaks um, not spanish but portuguese but those are they are pretty close if you go there and you try to talk to them i'm sure you all understand each other like right. if you like if you if you find the struggle to like make the connections out there when it's not really try to make the connection within the community within your community first they probably give you a better chance yeah. most of the time right like language barrier is a thing but like with how and mountain is diverse man it is really diverse so with the community that we have here any language that you speak or teach at you can find someone that can help you out and again reach out to group like ours honestly our whole thing is that we speak so many different languages in our group except for english and spanish yeah there's another three languages like Tarisa speaks like uh oh, i forgot uh, uh is this sosa the um, no i forgot speak he's from zimbabwe he speaks a dialect from zimbabwe Eugene speaks both that like two dialects from zimbabwe yeah. um Gary doesn't speak nah he doesn't speak his dialect <laughs> uh i speak my own omono speaks like a, a little bit of his own so like reach yeah. out to different things and we can point you out maybe to the right person if you know that person like honestly connect social media man like mm. you can you can probably talk to that too yeah. like it's, it's an amazing place and also a really bad person at the same time but there's so much you go on social media and you hashtag i don't know latin dance classes hopefully something yeg will pop up or you check yeg dance classes you maybe see a bunch of dance classes happening or yeg dance studio like hashtag and then you see those two you pop in 
go to every single studio, DM them, be like, hey, Baba, use Google Translate, mm. put it in Spanish. So basically what you're saying yeah. is do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes. You don't take a no for an answer because there's op- like, you you can do it, there's opportunities out there. Even if you don't find the opportunities, bro, you can create your you own, man. Create your own. Create Even your with own. the limited resources that you have. Create Just kind of like own. how you guys started. Create your own, yeah. honestly. Uh, yeah. If no studio says yes, rent a hall. Like, rent to hall that's gonna t- cost you a hundred bucks an hour. Do your dance thing there. Like, get mirrors. Um, go to get like, bro, maybe rent some mirrors, like movable mirrors. Mm. Get in there, like, create your own. If you know you can do it, create your own. Get ready for it. Get ready to advertise. You can, you can do it. You, it's gonna, it's gonna take some financial input into it, but it might be worth it at the end. And mm. like, losing that, like, two hundred bucks, you know, maybe. Mm you know, you might end up with like a thousand after or like yeah. 2000 or more just because you did that first thing. Yeah. 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 No, so that's awesome, man. Do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes is, yeah. the, is the thing. The thing. Um, no, that's, that's an awesome way to end the, end the podcast. What for last thing is, um, uh, if people want to connect to you, how can they reach out to you? How can they reach out to La Connection now? Maybe, um, on Instagram or are you guys yeah. on Instagram where are you guys at so if someone like like that a person that yeah. might need some help or may, maybe just want to talk to you and have a coffee where can they reach you yeah uh, Instagram is good uh, we're on Instagram uh, it's uh, La Conexional so it's L-A-C-O-N-N-E-X-I-O-N-A-L <laughs> so it's basically uh, La Connection with R-L um and we're also on facebook um uh, we're building a website yet we're building a website we don't have one yet but you can also email us at laconnectional at gmail.com mm. uh super easy or you can like find me on instagram too like uh wilf 51 w-i-l-f 51 super easy find me um if you if i can help you out, i'll help you out if you want to grab coffee i'm always down to connect honestly like it's so yeah. It's so worth it, man. Like, you never know where... Like, people, like, underestimate the power of just, like, talking to people randomly, but you never know. And, like, it's been, like, amazing for me just, like, talking to random people just mm. like that. Is, that. is that what you do a lot of the time? Yo, not... Like, I don't DM random people all, 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 a lot of the time, but I... But you I, probably, because you set I up do, your, an yeah. events planner, essentially you set yeah. up events, so you probably see a lot of people all the time. And all you, the time. Yeah. So I get to... They are my events, so sometimes I, I actually, like... Because one thing that's very important to me is that I want people to know that I know they came. Because it's like, yo, like, mm. you know, if you don't come to... If you don't come to support, you're not really anything. So, like, mm. even a party is like... I'll try to like talk to people that new people that I haven't seen before and they'll be like, hi, my name is Ivan, blah, blah. So like, yeah, so I usually get to talk to a lot of people all the time because I already have that space that's already there for me. But also sometimes on Instagram, like people that I follow, I interact with them. If you see something dope and you're like, yo, this is dope, yo, send a DM. You never know how that ends up. And yeah. like, it's happened like so often where like, I send a DM about like, yo, this is dope. Where'd you get that? And next thing you know, I learned that they do music too. And I'm like, yo, we have a live music show. Yeah. And it's just like, things happen like yeah. that sometimes. And it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, man. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Babo. You know, yeah. This whole time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's a wrap. The second floor. Thanks, yeah. man. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. La connection up. Follow us. <laughs> <laughs>